wading through the rhetoric in search of the truth. This is Global Top Talkers with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. 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 It is uh, time for our Global Talkers. We've got lots to get through, so let's bring him in. we got Mackay Taggart, the uh, news director for Global News Toronto. Hello there. Good evening. And Bill Kelly, who you can hear over on our sister station, Global News Radio in Hamilton. Hello there, Mr. Kelly. Hey, Alex. How are you doing tonight? Good, because uh, there's lots to talk about, uh, certainly on this whole issue of China. Uh, Justin Trudeau standing by his man. He has not denounced John McCallum. He has not reprimanded the uh, diplomat. He hasn't even said if he agrees with the comments. But late today, Mr. McCallum issued a whole six lines saying he misspoke. Um, I'll start with you on this, um, Bill, because I'm sure you've talked about it on your show. This is one of the worst diplomatic failures we've ever seen in this country. And we're to believe that uh, that Mr. McCallum gave China a whole defense strategy for 40 minutes, and it was a, he just misspoke. No, well, he said he misspoke. I don't know who wrote the six lines for him. It certainly wasn't. I'm sure John it was McCallum. Mr. Butts. <laughs> uh, I'm sure somebody from the PMO said, "Here, John, read this and shut up." I'm going to quote Alex. Listen, one of your one of your favorite boy bands from the '90s, Boyzone, who said, "You say it best when you say nothing at all." Yeah. When you're a diplomat, shut up. Mm-hmm. All right. You're supposed to echo the government's policy, and he freelanced, and he's going to get his wrist slapped for it. But, however. However, you know, he, there may be an unintended consequence to this. Uh, the, Chinese, the Chinese love this guy now. Mm-hmm. And, and we're trying to get two Canadians freed. We're trying to get another guy's death sentence commuted. And we're trying to create a free trade deal. This may be the first step in, in moving that. And it was an unintended consequence. I, I don't think he had any idea that that's what he was doing, which is why the prime minister publicly is saying, no, I'm going to stand by this guy. I think what you're going to see in about you know, the two or three months is John McCallum is going to be relocated to Lower Mongolia or something like that <laughs> as the ambassador. Yeah. Say, thanks for, thanks for your, your time, John. That's great. So, yeah. Because you, you don't do this public. I mean, like, there have been bigger cities. I mean, when Joe Clark wanted to move the Canadian embassy to Jerusalem, that, that was big. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if the cost of... embassy, you don't remember back after, in the Bush days, those damn Americans? That, that yeah. Was, that was... This, this is... It sucks, but it's a Canadian-only thing. I don't think it's mm. going to have any international consequences beyond this. As a matter of fact, it may actually, like I say, help with relations with the Chinese. I don't think McCallum intended that. I don't know if he's that clever, but that may be the consequence. It might be. It also may throw the uh, extradition, extradition case uh, into a rye for America, who might be saying, uh, excuse me, you're, you're giving yeah, but, yeah, a defense? My relations with Bush, with, uh, with, uh, go again. Was Trump get any worse? No, no, that's not the point, though. And, and Mackay, I mean, the bottom line is, he, 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 you don't go off script for 40 minutes. As someone well, organized that press conference and left the Canadian media out of it um, intentionally. Well, here's the thing. You know, Bill brings up a good point. When you're a diplomat, sit down and shut up and, and, and tell the tell the country line. I think what the problem is here is that John McCallum is, is not a diplomat. He's a career politician. This is a patronage appointment, which is not uncommon. Certainly there are a lot of embassies around the world that uh, we, we give patronage appointments and, and people sit there who aren't career diplomats. And I think John McCallum probably was speaking off the cuff or, or his team had him um, speak in a way that was more emblematic of what a politician might say to, to, um, to win votes, favor or votes, <laughs> yeah, as opposed well, to what a, a, a country and a country as powerful as China wants to hear. I remember reading the, the, a book, uh, incredibly actually boring book, but the Washington Diaries. It was a, a minute-by-minute account or a day-by-day account of Alan Gottlieb when he sat as Canada's ambassador to the United States in the 80s. And what I took away from that book was just how nuanced and slow and, and bureaucratic it is in the diplomatic service and how every little move has to be cleared by uh, Ottawa. And that clearly didn't happen here. No, and I guess we'll wait and see what the cost is, but no, I, I'm not nearly as optimistic. Yeah, and, and yeah. don't forget, when he was an MP, and 
and you're, you're, Makai, you're absolutely right. That, that was John McCallum's area down in Markham. And there's a huge Asian population there, so he's probably playing to that base. Yeah, that's not his uh, job. But, that's but that is spoke. that's not his job to do that. But it's also not his job and don't to close co- the doors to the Canadian media. Well, exactly. If you, I mean, that's what the problem is here. There's so many stories that you could spin out of this. A, um, you're not supposed to show for votes in the middle of a diplomatic uh, nightmare. Not not when t- you know a number of Canadians are, are are dependent on on what he does for their safety. I mean that that is if they're doing this to win votes for an election, it makes it even worse. Um, yeah, well, what we you know, ask me, you know, we talked to Mercedes McCambridge, a Global News Ottawa chief. Why weren't we invited? Why well, weren't we told about this? And, and they still haven't answered that. Yeah, no, they haven't. And I, I think they're counting on the media just kind of looking the other way. And I'm not sure. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Not this time. Um, all right, I'm going to play you a little audio. And uh, where were you this time, well, last year in about two hours? A couple hours ago, I learned about troubling allegations about my conduct and character and I'm here tonight to address them. First, I want to say these allegations are false, categorically untrue, every one of them. In short, I reject these accusations in the strongest possible terms. It's not my values, it's not how I raised, it's not who I am. There you go. And that was the end of Mr. Brown's uh, bid for premier. Um, I'll I'll start with you on this, Mackay. He's now the mayor of Brampton. He's not uh, the premier of Ontario. Are we better or worse off without Patrick Brown in charge? I, first of all, I can't believe it's only been a year. You think about <laughs> it's all been a hell of a year. Inspired at the yeah. leadership convention and then the ele- the actual Ontario election and then and then the, the battle this summer between the province and the city here in Toronto. I mean, we've lived a decade of provincial uh, history in, in a year. Um, are we better off or worse off? It's, it's, it's very difficult for, for me to say, certainly probably not my role to say. I do think, though, that Patrick Brown is now... Um, I, I don't think I think he's still seeking the redemption, probably uh, at least in a career perspective that that he uh, feels he deserves. Uh, people say that he's he's uh, as, as the mayor Brampton has achieved some sort of uh, success or redemption. I think this is this isn't even the job that was his second choice; it was his third choice. Because if we recall, in the summer, uh, the premier eliminated the the chair of the uh, Peel region that. The, uh, Patrick Brown was was opting for. Mm-hmm. I think you know there is. This is certainly not the last we've we've heard of Patrick Brown, and certainly not the last time we're going to see him vie for office that has has uh, prominence. And and I think that if anything, in the last year, his this this Ford versus Brown um, stat that just keeps growing has has uh, made for great political. Uh, watching oh never mind talk radio bill i mean who where would we be without patrick brown and now doug ford well you asked me where were we a year ago i think it was on your show <laughs> yeah it was like at 10 o'clock <laughs> i was like what <laughs> yeah uh, and 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 Mackay's absolutely right i mean this is the consolation prize for patrick brown but having said that uh the fact that this guy's still there is <laughs> is a, remarkable because the the crap that came down on him personally yeah. and professionally would kill most every other politician and and it certainly knocked him down to his knees. But here he is back again. Of course, he tried to run for regional chair, and and Doug Ford eliminated that position. Uh, now he's the mayor of Brampton. But for now. <laughs> now, now Ford is saying, "I'm going to I'm going to have a look at whether we're not going to have regional government. You can maybe try eliminate the mayor of Brampton position too." There you so go. I, 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 no, the word vendetta comes to mind. But Patrick Brown has this resilience. I, I, he's a political I, zombie. Yeah, like exactly. literally. <laughs> exactly, I, and and you know, no matter how many times you kill him, he keeps coming back, and mm. it's it's an incredible story because others 
that have been in the same situation or lesser situations have never survived. Oh, never mind. I'd be in the fetal position. But <laughs> I think the fact, the fact that he, I mean, he is a career politician. Yes. There's that famous photo of him lying on his bedroom floor when he's in grade 10, I think, with the picture of Jean Charest and Mike <laughs> Harris. <laughs> this is all, this is all this guy has ever known. Know. And, and he would run for uh, class you know, president. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, he's going to plan some high school to become the, you know, the, the student rep. Then, if, if he doesn't succeed in repping, he, he lock up your daughters. And we'll so always to your point, Mackay. He's taking the correction. He's got a picture of Bill Davis up there now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Seems, that seems to work for him now. But who knows what's going to happen next week? No kidding. Stay tuned. All right, guys, I got to leave it there, and I thank you so much for sharing your night with me. Great time. Good evening. Thanks a lot. That is Mackay Taggart, who uh, runs the shop over at Global News Toronto, and Bill Kelly, who you can listen to on Global News Radio Hamilton 9 a.m. to noon.